this, what do you preach on? Where do you go? God just simply says, continue the journey. For those who've been on the journey this year, the first preacher out this year was Neil. Second preacher was myself. Third preacher was AB. Neil spoke about, we've got to look forward. He spoke about really strongly as a church, we don't have a rear vision mirror in our cars, so don't look back, but look forward. We've got to keep looking forward no matter what. what. The week after that, I spoke about this year ahead, and the real question was, what is going to be important to you this year? We don't want New Year resolutions. We need a revelation of what God is going to do this year. And then AB last week, or the week before the fire, spoke about the church, and he said, the church is not the building, the church is the people. So God is with us. The messages he's giving us is not just something to to preach and, and listen to, but it's something that I really believe prophetically God is doing something in us and through us and with us. And um, just at this stage too, as we're talking about our way forward, I really want to acknowledge YWAM and the team from YWAM, that they've been with us ever since we built this building. It was them that actually built the upstairs section for us and for them, and just their journey and their grief that they're going through as well. The Holistic House, who rents part of our premises, who've had to find new premises. For the councillors that work in our um, upstairs section, who no longer have a place to counsel from, that we acknowledge you and we are praying for you and just very mindful of the journey. So this stage, as we move forward, as we move forward into what God has, I thought I'd want to talk about this morning, when God interrupts your plan, what do you do? Our plan this morning was to be at the Blue Mountains, overlooking the incredible scenery. But before we had a chance to leave home, God had other plans. How do you manage the unexpected? How about your lives? How do you manage the unexpected when God interrupts your plans and the purposes that you have and something different happens? When there is a transition, we all get nervous. When a transition happens and life starts to move on, there's a sense of loss. And every one of us, whether it's collectively this morning as Life Point Church or individually in our journeys, through transition, there is going to be some loss. And in that loss, we start to unravel unless we start to hang on to someone who is bigger than us, who can show us the way when we get lost in transition. And a guy that had to do this so powerfully, I believe, is Joshua. Joshua, he had to lead the whole people of Israel into the promised land. Let me read Joshua chapter 1 and how we can relate this so much to today. Joshua 1. After the death of Moses, the Lord said to Joshua, You and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I'm about to give them. 
I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As it was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you. I will not forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land that I swore to their ancestors to give to them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all that the law of Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may have success wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and you will be successful. Have I not commanded you? Third time. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of his people to say three days from now, we will cross the Jordan. He's moving forward. Let me remind you today that God is ahead of us. God is not behind us. Let me pray. Lord, today, I pray, Holy Spirit, for each of us, we will hear you speaking to us. Open up your word. Touch our hearts, Lord. Increase our faith that we will embrace all that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. What a change what it was for Joshua. Moses is dead, one of the greatest leaders that has ever led. He's dead. Now, Joshua, just continue the journey. Step up. Man, that's transition. What a big transition. And he said to Moses, move forward. You're going to cross the Jordan. You're going to move forward. Let's set the scene a little bit. 40 years they were in the wilderness, just wandering around the wilderness. They had manna every day. The manna came except for Sunday. Then they had to grab um, had it collected the day before. But every day God provided for them. He was there. Moses was an amazing leader. They didn't have to do any fighting there. They just moved through the land. They had no cities to conquer. Life was so predictable. And Joshua was about to change all that. That's transition. And Joshua's first job as a leader was to tell the people things are going to change. This morning, I don't have to say it too loud, but guys, things are going to change. <laughs> Someone said just before, oh, it'd be great to get back to normal. <laughs> guys, our normal's not going to come for two to three years. <laughs> Welcome to normal. But the same God that we met two Sundays ago is the same God that's here. And he hasn't changed. He's with us. This is the chapter that he's written for us. I accept that. Do you? That's what it is. I accept this chapter and I'm looking forward to this chapter and what God is going to do because he is the one that is writing this chapter. The way of faith always looks forward. 
We've grieved the past. We have some incredible memories in our past. I remember both my children got married there. I remember the day. I remember what it was like. I remember so many people who came to Jesus there. I remember as we'd gather and we'd walk, walk down and do baptisms and things like that. So many incredible memories. But we move forward because God is ahead of us. Do not call to mind the former things, but remember God is going to do a new thing. He's got us out of our comfort zone. We knew this year was going to be different. My prayer this year was, God, our church is in an amazing place. We've just come out of Christmas at Life Point. How many? 35,000 people. It was our best Christmas at Life Point ever. Um, people were touched. People are, are doing Alpha. People were amazed. They had a great time. Our volunteer army did some amazing stuff, and it was incredible. We'd just come out of that. We're in a good place. God, just show us the next step. I didn't expect this, but God, that's totally okay because I know you're in it. God's in this. Church, when I, come, when I come back from holidays in three weeks' time, which I was going to, the first thing on my agenda and on my planning board was to lead us into our building program to start to do the renovations. That was written down there, ready to go. So same thing happens in three weeks. We start our Thanksgiving journey, but the building program is just a little bigger than it was before <laughs> and a little bit different. <laughs> But I am excited because God gets another church chance to build something that is going to impact the Sunshine Coast with the message of Jesus. That is amazing. And sometimes people can say, how can you say I'm looking forward when I don't know what's ahead of me? And some people, you may have this year a few things that you're worried about or, or you might have some challenges ahead of you this year. And your comment would, could be to me, well, how can I look forward to this year when I'm not sure what's going to happen? My answer to you is, listen to what Scripture is saying. God did not say to Joshua, don't be discouraged and dismayed because I'm going to fix up everything for you. God didn't say to Joshua, don't be discouraged and dismayed because when you get across the Jordan, I'm just going to just go before you and everything's going to be okay. He said, don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed because I am with you. The future, the greatest future you can have is God is with you. That's all you need. He's with you. He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. And whatever we face this year, God is with us. His power in us, His power through us. Hey, it's amazing to look forward to know that God is with us and He'll answer our prayer. On that night um, that the, that the fireys had finished with me, I could go home. I think it was three o'clock. I got into bed because I knew I had to be there at 7 o'clock the next morning. I couldn't sleep. I don't know why, but just couldn't get to sleep. So I got up, and I'm sitting on the, on the lounge in the dark. I'm saying, God, the people of God need to be together. Where can we meet? And I'm just trying to think. I'm thinking there's a hall over here, and there's a church here, but it's just so difficult. And all of a sudden, he just gave me a picture. And the picture was this place. 
I didn't know whether it was booked. I didn't know it was available. I didn't know if we could have it. But the picture in my head was this place. God is with us. God will speak to us. God will show us his way if we push in to him, knowing that he is with us. Let's not look back. We can easily say this Sunday would have been so much easier if Phil was on holidays and we're still meeting in the church. We wouldn't have been here at six o'clock to set up. We wouldn't have had to bring all this together. But I want to say in this week, I have just been amazed at what the Church of Jesus Christ can do. I've been amazed at the volunteers, the heart, the service, that, hey, just be so proud that we are the church. So much is pushed against the church, but this morning I want to remind you, guys, we are the church. We have the power of God with us. We have the vision of his heart. He will lead us. He will guide us. And he will do some amazing things. You see, our faith builds on the experience of God in the past. And as I look into the past, I see that God has been faithful every step of the way with our building program to build Wisest Road there. God was faithful. Julie shared a little bit about it. I could take the next half an hour to tell you how God did the miraculous out of nothing. God turned up, and I have absolute expectancy that God will turn up as we push into the future to build what he wants to make an incredible difference. Faith doesn't look behind because we miss what God's got in front of us. So we start to look behind and expect God to do things exactly the way he did in the past. He doesn't do that. He says, I'm going to do a new thing. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper, plans to give you a future and a hope. God has got these plans for us. They're ahead of us and it's going to be great to see the way he unfolds this, that we are going to share the incredible miracles of how God turned up. Give your faith something to look forward to this year. Extend your faith. Get excited. My faith says we're going to see some incredible stuff that God is going to do in your life, in our lives, and in the life of the church. You know, as we, as Joshua was crossing the Jordan, they had to go ahead. And as they crossed the Jordan, they had to choose what they could look at. They could look at the past or look behind them where there was absolute disaster waiting, or they could look in front of them where the challenges were awaiting them. But the victory was where God was, and God was ahead of them. And this morning, I want to remind you that God has already gone ahead of us. God has already written this chapter, and I can't wait to see it unfold. Just to finish with, God put on my heart just a small story from the New Testament that I want to paraphrase for you. And this small story is about a guy who'd been an invalid for 38 years. The scene, he's sitting beside the pool of Bethesda. His crippled and other blind, lame and sick people were beside the pool. And what happened was, as the water in the pool started to move, the first person to get in the in the pool, they would be healed. And Jesus walked up to this pool. 
And this particular guy, crippled for 38 years, he looks up to Jesus. And Jesus is standing in front of this crippled man. Now get this picture. Jesus standing in front of this crippled man, this pool over here. And it's a very pagan ritual and a very secular ritual about the pool and what was happening. And the man says, Jesus, are you going to take me into the water? Jesus just looked at him. He said again, Jesus, I'm having a really bad day. Hint, hint. Jesus replied, you've been having a really bad day, mate, for a long, long time. But you don't understand, sir. I have no one to help me to the water when it's stirred. When I get close, the others step in in front of me. Jesus, it's just not fair. Jesus said, I'm not asking who's helping or who's not helping you or who's getting in your way or who's stopping you from your dream. I'm asking about you. But Jesus, I've tried for a long, long time and it's never happened. Jesus said, I know, but the pool has nothing for you. You don't need the pool. You only need me. I ask again, so do you want me to heal you? And that's what Jesus is asking every one of us today. It's not about the stuff. It's not about the earthly things. Jesus is going straight to your heart. And he's saying to you, do you really want him? And he wants your answer. Do you really want him? Let go of the building. Let go of the distractions. Let go of the dreams and the plans and the ifs and the buts and the what things you want. Jesus says to you this morning, do you really want him? And I think today we need to answer that question. I invite you, if you really want Jesus, nothing else, no other strings attached. If you really want him, could you stand? Because I want to pray that he'll reveal himself to you. Jesus, this morning is totally about you. Lord, we stand before you and our hearts are crying out to you to say, Jesus, we want you. We want to know you more. We want to love you more. We want you to do your work transform lives and hearts that the name of Jesus will be lifted so high here on the Sunshine Coast that we would see revival and hearts transformed by the power of Almighty God. So that's our focus this morning, God, not holding on to our past, but we let go of our dreams and our dream is Jesus, whatever, however, we just want you. 
So Holy Spirit, I invite you right now to come in. Fill our hearts afresh. There are people here this morning that they need to be healed. And I want to pray, God, on this day, can we see some miraculous healing? That you would heal people, that you'd set them free, Father. That you'd absolutely set them free, that they can serve Jesus. They don't need the pearls, they just need Jesus. So God, I pray for healing in the name of Jesus. I pray for people that don't know you, that today, Lord, they'll say, yes, Jesus, you're my Saviour and my Lord. And the greatest thing that we can do is speak the name of Jesus. To speak that name that everyone would know, that there is absolute power in the name of Jesus. Amen.